0: Before I get into the message, I just want to remind you, I'm just a vessel, amen? And so as I, I, I release this word, I need you to just put your eyes on Jesus. Just put your eyes on him and allow the Holy Spirit to just speak to you, amen? And just remember to prepare your heart to receive this word, because I really, truly believe this is a word for such a time as this, amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. If you'll turn with me to Hebrews 4:12. And this I'm reading out of the New Living Translation here. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4:12 reads, "For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword." cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires you see i can't do anything but god's word that there's power in that it says here god's word is alive and powerful god's word transforms God's word, you have to understand, his word is God-breathed. It's his word that creates. It's his word that tears down. It's his word that transforms. So now that you know what I'm about to read is God's word, You have to receive it like that, that it's the Lord speaking to you right now, in this season, right now, God is speaking to you. Turn with me to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, and we're going to read verse 1 through 3, and of course, verse 7 there. And I'm reading the New King James Version. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3 reads, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. verse 3 to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified verse 7 reads instead of your shame you shall have double honor Instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what I'm doing this morning, I'm going to break it down because I don't want you to walk out of here the same. I need you to realize that. What it's saying here what God is saying here Isaiah 61 1 the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me you see this is Isaiah he was a prophet and the Lord gave him this word and he wrote it down on a scroll he was prophesizing but then later on came the son of God Jesus and if you'll turn with me hallelujah if you'll turn with me to Luke 4 17 through 22 this is what happens Jesus comes and opens the scroll and and he reads the following and this is Luke 4 17 through 22 and I'm reading new king new king James version and he handed the book of the prophet Isaiah And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And Jesus read this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And all eyes were in the synagogue, were fixed on Jesus. And he began to say to them, today it is fulfilled. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? They they were so amazed because when Jesus read this, the spirit of God came upon him. When the spirit of God comes upon you, people don't even recognize you. When the spirit of God comes upon you, It's like everything shifts because God's power has shown up and the reason I'm reading this to you is because like I said earlier Isaiah prophesized this and then Jesus read it and I'm telling you now this word belongs to you what it says in Isaiah 61 now belongs to the believers now belongs the body of Christ what do you mean I can't do that yeah you can't but the power of God upon you can well how do I get there what qualifies you is the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus qualifies you because the blood of Jesus washes you It purifies you. When you said, Lord, forgive me, and I receive you in my heart, you laid down your life, you surrendered your will, and you picked up the will of God over your life.
1: And it's no longer you who
0: live, but Christ in you, the hope of glory. And the blood of Jesus made you in right standing with Father. And you received his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit's in you. But like it says here, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Something happens when the Spirit of God comes upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts 1.8 reads, but you will receive power... When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, this is Jesus speaking, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and the ends of the earth. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, it comes upon you with such great authority, with such great power. It's like the Holy Spirit just possesses you. But this power is not for nothing. You're like, oh, I want power, I want power. But all you do is sit down all day, do nothing. That's not what it's for. Let me tell you what it's for. It says there in Isaiah, it's still verse 1, the power is to preach good tidings to the poor. The power is to preach the good news to the poor. The poor in spirit. If they don't have Jesus, they're poor. Let me tell you right now, everything happening right now, they need Jesus. There's so much darkness. There's so much confusion. There's so much hate. There's so much happening right now. The people need Jesus. But you see, it takes the believers to rise up and realize that this power, the spirit of God is here. And he's ready. He's ready to go with you wherever you go. But we are called to be goers. We're called to reach the lost. We're called to preach the good news. And what does preach mean? It means to open your mouth and deliver a message. It means open your mouth, deliver the message, the gospel. The gospel has power, but when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there's more power. So it's this dynamite power that's upon you that when you open your mouth and you preach the good news, things have to change. They cannot remain the same because God backs up his word. His word does not return back void. You see... And what is the gospel? For me, and you know, for us, like we honestly, you should just memorize John 3.16. It has it all in there. John 3.16, the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved, for God so loved the world. Right now, this world doesn't know love. Because God is love. They need to know that God loves them. He's a father to the fatherless. There are people hurting out there. And some are here right now. And I want you to know that God loves you. God loves you. He loves you so much. He said he loves the world. It doesn't matter if you're poor, if you're rich. It doesn't matter your race, the color of your skin. It doesn't matter. He said, I love the world. And it says here in John three sixteen that he loved the world so, so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for all of us to die this death at the cross at Calvary 2,000 years ago. He was chastised. He was whipped. He was nailed on that cross for all of our sins. Everything we ever did bad, all the evil, all the corruption, all the hate, all the greed, everything wrong with us was nailed to that cross. And it says here that he sent him, Jesus Christ, for us. That whoever believes that, that Jesus was sent for us and that he died at that cross at Calvary. If you believe that Jesus was sent for you and that he died for you. But on the third day that he rose from the dead, that the power of God raised him from the dead, if you believe Jesus died for you, you shall be saved. You see, there is a heaven and there is a hell. No one wants to talk about it, but there is. And just because you're a good person doesn't mean you go to heaven you have to know jesus christ as your lord and savior it's written i am the way i am the truth i am the life and there's no other way to father except through me jesus said it it's not about your parents being saved that gets you into heaven you have to make that confession you have to open your heart And repent of all your ways of all your sins and receive the blood of Jesus and receive his forgiveness and receive the love of God this this right here is all about the love of God he does not want anyone to perish he doesn't want anyone to go to hell But we have a choice. We're not robots. We have a choice either to receive him or not. But if you receive him, I tell you this, you will be in eternity in heaven, in the presence of God. And if you choose to reject, then you will be in hell, burning for eternity. We're only here for a moment. We're only here for a moment. And everything that is happening right now, I know it's because the church has been asleep. And it's time to wake up. It's time to rise up and know that the same spirit that was upon Jesus Christ is now upon you. The same power that was upon Jesus is now upon you. So get up, rise up, woman of God, rise up, man of God, and preach the good news, because God is love, and he loves everyone, and he doesn't want everyone to perish, but he wants everyone to come to know him and have everlasting life. hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus romans 10 we're going to read verse 8 through 14 and i'm reading the amplified romans 10 8 through 14 but what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart That is the word, the message, the basic of faith, which we preach. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, In Christ as Savior resulting in his justification that is being made righteous being freed of guilt of sin and made acceptable to God and with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly resulting in and confirming his salvation verse 11 for the scripture says whoever whoever believes in him that's whoever adheres to trusts in relies on him will not be disappointed in his expectations for there is no distinction between jew and gentile for the same lord is lord over all of us and he is abounding in riches blessings For all who call on him in faith and prayer. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. Verse 14, but how will people call on him whom they've never or whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? A messenger we are called to be messengers of God we are not our own we've been bought by the blood of the lamb our bodies belong to the Lord so it is time like I said it is time that the church of God, that the body of Christ, rises up and be the voice of God. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're the voice of God. When When he tells you to speak, speak. When he tells you to do, do. And he's telling you here, preach preach the good news stop disqualifying yourself but i can't i'm i'm afraid he's telling you here he's giving you his spirit his holy spirit there is power that comes upon you to preach the good news amen hallelujah thank you jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah right now there's so much confusion in this world that they need the truth and the truth is the Word of God the truth will set them free but God needs you to rise up open your mouth and preach the gospel I want to give you an example because there's so many examples of how you can preach the gospel, how you can share good news with someone. Sometimes you think, well, I don't know if I'll ever have a crusade. No, you don't have to have a crusade. Well, I don't know if, I'll, if I'm called to be a, a pastor or an evangelist. You don't have to be called. We all have been given the work of an evangelist. We're all called to spread the good news. We're not called to spread the bad news. So let me touch on that right now. Yes, there's a lot of bad happening around us. But there is power in the tongue. And you're either cursing or you're blessing because there is life in what you speak. So be careful what you're speaking. Be careful what you're um, not confessing but what you're repeating. There's so much power in the tongue that it's life or death. Instead of repeating what they're saying, why don't you pray for them and declare the opposite and speak life. Amen? Hallelujah so about sharing the gospel i, I want to use my brother reuben here as an example he didn't even know i was gonna use him as an example but reuben was sharing with me a couple maybe months ago um he's he, he he's a big mouth for jesus amen and uh and uh, he was telling me how telemarketers call his phone and uh, you know, we could get bothered by telemarketers or be a Reuben. Let me tell you what he does. So Reuben says he hears them out a little. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, do you know that God loves you? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you know if you were to die today where you're going? And they were like, no. And he leads them to Christ. That's a big mouth for Jesus right there. Philippines. Hallelujah. You see, we don't have to go to the nations. The nations are coming to you. But what are you doing? Are you opening your mouth and declaring the word of the Lord? Are you sharing the good news? Every day is an opportunity. Every day we go to the grocery store. Every day we run into someone that's hurting, that's broken. That is a great opportunity to share the love of God. Amen hallelujah and i just want to share an example another example here um i would think it was two years ago i went to lima peru um and i was having coffee with one of the ministers there and afterwards and this is like we had already been preaching all day now it's like just relax chill have coffee and we're having coffee and we decide to go just walk in the park well while we're walking in the park i decide man i haven't shared my testimony of like how god delivered me and rescued me and how I got saved and I I start sharing my testimony in the middle of this park and suddenly this crowd starts to gather and mind you we're in Lima Peru I'm speaking English to my friend and the crowd starts to gather they only speak Spanish and the, uh, the crowd starts to gather, and we realize, wait, what's happening? And they're like, we want prayer. They wanted prayer. They, they, people are hungry. They're hungry for the truth. They're hungry because they're hurting. And so these people just started gathering around us, and we just started praying. Well, let me tell you, you know, like it went from just having a conversation with a friend, and about seven people came to Christ right there and then this is what it's about it's about just living living and being christ-like in everything you do you see i wasn't up there on uh, in the park preaching you know come now if not you're going to hell i was sharing my testimony with a friend but because i was lifting jesus up It says in the Word of God, when you lift his name up, all men are drawn unto him. We didn't have to announce that we're preaching. We didn't have to announce that the gospel that we're preaching, we're we're looking for souls. No, they were drawn to Jesus. The anointing will draw people to you. Yes, you. You're anointed the anointing will draw people to you but what are you going to do are you gonna allow them to leave the same are you gonna make sure they know that God loves them and that Jesus is a savior of this world amen hallelujah thank you Jesus and I just want to read here Isaiah 60 verse 1 And this is the living bible and it says arise my people let your light shine for all the nations to see for the glory of the lord is streaming from you hallelujah the glory of the lord is streaming from you it's time to arise and shine the light of god because he is in you. Jesus Christ lives in you. Amen? Hallelujah. The next part I want to touch here, we're still in Isaiah 61.1, is that in this scripture here, it tells you in Isaiah 61.1 that he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound hallelujah he has sent me to heal the broken hearted a lot of what's happening right now is because they're broken they're broken-hearted. They're hurting. They're distressed. They're just, there's such a deep hurt in their heart that only God can heal. God is faithful. He even says here, that he sends his spirit to come upon us to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Liberty, liberty is freedom. This is the essence of the gospel. Is church essential? Yes. Let me tell you why. Because that was me. I was broken hearted. But I found liberty here in the presence of God. I was set free here in the presence of God. You see, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go deep here a little, but I'm gonna be real, and this is my testimony. Things happened in my life. Yes, I came to church here as a child, but I rebelled. And I became like the prodigal daughter. And things happened to me in my life where I was abused. I was uh, raped. I just became so broken that I was looking and looking for something. And nothing in this world could satisfy I was looking to alcohol, I was looking to drugs, because I was hurting, I was broken. And I was even hurting others, because you cannot give what you don't have. There is this void in my heart. I knew who God was, but I had lost my identity I has stopped I had stopped renewing my mind with the word of God You see and if you stop renewing your mind with the word of God you start to be conformed to this world But God doesn't call us to be conformed to this world. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Get into the word of God. Because when you get into his word, you realize who you really are. Hallelujah. I forgot who I was. I forgot who I belonged to. I was broken. I was hurting. I remember going out one night. I went to a club. I did did my thing, drinking, everything. Got home super late or super early in the morning, whatever you want to call it. And as I get into my apartment, I sit on the couch and I turn on the TV. And guess who it is? Pastor Kevin. And I remember just watching TV, and just feeling in my spirit like God saying, "Come back. This is where you belong." And I wish I could say that the next day I came to church, but I didn't. I fought it. I kept. I was like fighting. It was like, it was like the enemy was fighting to keep me in the kingdom of darkness. And it was a process. I was literally destroying my life, trying to do things my way. But one day I hit rock bottom. I found myself in jail and the Lord tells me again, you do not belong here. And I remember just crying out to God what have i done i've destroyed my life but the word of god says call the name of jesus and you shall be saved call his name and you shall be saved call his name i was so ashamed of what I had become but I remember saying I'm done Lord I need you Jesus help me help me because I've done enough damage I've destroyed my life but I know that only you could save me so fast forward I started coming to church and it was a process y'all and I'm being honest Because I was very hard headed for some reason. (laughs) But God is patient with you and He loves you through it all, amen? I started coming to church, and every time Pastor Kevin did an altar call, I was up here. I didn't care what people thought of me because I knew I need healing. I need restoration. My heart is broken and if I could just touch Jesus, I know he can set me free. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the more I came, the more I I learned to get back into the word of God, the more I learned to pray and just have a relationship with Jesus. And the deeper I went with Jesus, the more in love I fell with him. And the things of this world just started to come off. And then restoration and healing. There is some deep, deep, deep wounds that I didn't even know of that I was carrying as a child that the Lord revealed to me that's why I was living a life of destruction but God takes those roots exposes that darkness to the light and sets you free He sets you free He sets you free and what no doctor could do what no drug could do what no person could do God healed my broken heart and he restored me he took that stony heart that was damaged by the world and he gave me one of flesh God loves us so much he doesn't want us to live in pain and hurt he wants to heal you He wants to heal you physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially, in every single area. You see, the enemy thought he had me. But my God, my father showed up and he set me free. He set me free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I can honestly stand here today and say... And preach the gospel, the gospel of love, because I have received his love. I know his love. I am in love with Jesus. And the same God that set me free is going to set you free. If you are here today and you're hurting, if you're broken, if you're in pain, if something happened to you as a child, I'm here to tell you he is here. The power of God is here to heal your broken heart, to set you free in Jesus' name hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah some of you have been captive to satan he's the one that brings sickness he's the one that brings disease he's the one that brings failure he's the one that brings bondage to sin addiction that destroys your life but in jesus name you're free today you are free today you are free today just like me God can set you free no more addiction in my life no more alcohol in my life no more brokenness hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus Isaiah 53 5 says but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. By Jesus' stripes, you are healed. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus died for us at the cross to set us free from our past. You see, because... I'm so glad that I surrendered my life because that old Vanessa was broken. That old Vanessa was defeated. But God says, when you receive Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior, that his blood washes you, sanctifies you. All your sins have now been washed away. That now you're a new creation in him. When you make him your Lord and Savior of your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The reason I preach the gospel is because of his love. His love is so great. His mercy. It's so great. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Isaiah 61, 2 through 3 reads... this is still that the spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified five. The acceptable year of the Lord is known as the favorable year of the Lord. I tell you now, this year, God's favor is over your life. Don't try to take things into your hands. Give it to God. He is your defender. He is our comforter. If you're mourning, he says in his word, he will comfort you. He gives you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for heaviness. But he can't give you beauty if you're holding on to the ashes. You have to surrender it. You have to give it to him. And that's what I had to do. God, take this broken heart. If you want me, if you still want me, Lord, take it i'm yours give him your brokenness and he will give you beauty for ashes oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for happiness. hallelujah